The biggest thing for me was surrender. The hmm. biggest thing for me was trust. Trusting in yourself, trusting that, okay, first of all, it's one thing to say that there is a higher self. There's one thing to say that there's something deeper, you know, that you can drink from a deeper well. Um, application of the theory is a little bit more challenging and it involves uh, letting go of who you used to be. It involves um, <clears throat> the willingness to change, the willingness to kind of close the door behind you and open the window in front of you. Hi, everybody. Welcome back to The Pursuit. I'm your host, Ben Spangle. And as always, we're working on bringing you phenomenal guests that can help you improve the quality of your life here at the show. We're in the pursuit of helping you with your best body, mind, spirit, and life. And today I have Josette Kasik with me. I've just been getting to know her. And uh, we were talking before recording here of us being kindred spirits. And you're going to find out pretty quickly why I think uh, Josette has a fascinating, fascinating story of self healing herself from advanced rheumatoid arthritis. And, and I have uh, actually know someone, a friend of mine that has that and is dealing with that right now. So I, I can't wait to hear more on your story there. She's a incredibly successful entrepreneur, started a business from heart. And really at what, what I've noticed in getting to know her a little bit too, is that her, her mission is ultimately like a lot of us, but it's to serve people and help people realize more of who they are and how to come into more of our personal power. And we got lots we can talk about, that's for sure. So I'm super excited. So Josette, thank you for the time. Thanks for being here with us. Thanks, Ben. It's a privilege. I appreciate it. Thank you. Yeah, it's my honor. So first things first, I know with that introduction, people are going to want to jump in right away. Let's talk about how you healed your disease. Maybe tell us a bit of your story and what how that all became about. Yeah. Sure. Thank you. Yeah. 11 years ago, I um, woke up uh, with some pretty swollen joints. Um, it hit me uh, suddenly. I had sudden onset advanced RA. Um, what, that was the diagnosis after several hospital visits and ER visits because I was really crippled. My I went from being fairly normal to just complete disabling and crippling where I was having from one day to the next joints were just, I, I couldn't move and I was in excruciating pain. Um, the doctors, when you, when you get, I think any autoimmune disease, but with rheumatoid arthritis, uh, you're given basically one option. Mm. They don't give you many options. It's, um, um, a lot of pharmaceuticals. Um, the, the protocol 11 years ago for me was methotrexate, which is a chemotherapy drug, prednisone, steroids, um, Humira, which is um, aimed to shut down your immune systems so that your, your body doesn't have that response. What I was baffled about is no doctor could tell me what caused it. Hmm. Usually when you have something like that, at least for me, logically, you would want to take away the elements that are causing the disease. Um, but Western medicine says that they don't know what causes the disease. So I went on a journey to find out what caused the disease. My son was two at the time, just before he hit two. Mm -hmm. uh, and it was horrible because I couldn't hold him and I couldn't um, do the tasks of being a mom um, because of the pain. But I was pretty adamant about not taking the drugs because uh, when I researched the drugs that they give you, they say it may take an average about 15 years off your lifespan. And that was, wow. that was really the non-negotiable for me because of my son. 
My son became my why for everything. Like, what am I doing? Um, When you lose your identity, um, and I say I lost my identity because uh, I couldn't get dressed. I couldn't even brush my teeth because my elbows weren't functioning. My wrists weren't functioning. There were nights that my husband had to carry me to the bathroom to go to the bathroom. Um, It was everything that I thought I was, was gone. So I was able to, and I look at it as an opportunity now in retrospect, uh, see myself outside of my physicality. So my body was in this pain, but yet the same person was still inside. That makes sense. Hmm. And so I think kind of like, you know, when somebody loses their hearing, the other senses become more um, fine tuned. Right. I feel like that's what happened to me. Like, this body was in pain and then my inner um, instinct became more uh, alert and fine-tuned. So I had a dream that I was supposed to find another way that I wasn't supposed to do what the doctors told me to do. And I was supposed to find another way. And um, everybody thought I was crazy. My husband was looking at me like I was crazy. My parents said, you know, you have to be a responsible mom and do what the doctors tell you to do. But everything inside of me, which was now a voice that was becoming louder and louder, was saying, you got to find another way. There is another way. Mm-hmm. And so I, I just did that. I, I put one foot in front of the other. I found obviously diet. Mm-hmm. Diet's number one. Um, there's a couple of theories with uh, rheumatoid arthritis and with autoimmune disease and disease in general, that uh, disease can't exist in an alkaline environment. Right. So the first thing I did was test. Um, I did uh, little P tests for uh, acid and I had off the charts acidosis. I mean, I was completely hmm. acidic. So I said, okay, that I can fix. So I, I went and did an alkaline diet. I mean, raw vegan for a good year, hmm. just raw vegetables Um and at the same time, I, I worked on healing a leaky gut, which is another thing that they say with the environmental toxins. We don't even know that's happening, but with the environmental toxins, the food toxins, um, stress, anxiety, any negative emotion can cause a leaky gut, which means that undigested food particles leak through your gut, causing an immune response. I hit that target as well. And so while I was having an alkaline diet and healing my gut, um, the third target was the emotional, spiritual, um, and mindful target, which was, okay, who are you really? Um, and are you limited to what these doctors say you're limited to, or is there something more? And it was in that, um, in that kind of thoughtful, um, cultivating of a relationship with my inner self, um, and with my higher self, my better self, for sure, mm-hmm. that um, that was beyond limits, that was beyond um, beyond anything. That reminded me um, when I would go into meditation or prayer or whatever you want to call it, um, that there is so much more to be lived and to experience. So with those three um, paths ahead of me, I walked uh, that and within a year, I was completely symptom free. And then um, two years in, I was named or I had a a woman who was in my Zumba class, Mm -hmm. who's a 
board certified internal medicine specialist. And she said, I've got to take your blood because something, this doesn't make any sense. You should not be doing what you're doing. You should be in a wheelchair. And I said, well, I don't really need you to take my blood. I'm fine. And she goes, no, I need to do it. And she ended up sending it to UCLA. She had some friends at rheumatology at UCLA. And and they said, there's no explanation. She has absolutely no evidence of the disease in her blood at all. The only evidence that I have is my, my left elbow fused at the joint within a week or two of diagnosis. And so that's kind of the reminder that I, that I had it. Hmm. Um, and they just said, you know, you have we're just going to have to call you a miracle because there's no other there's no other explanation and i was like wait a second there is an explanation i can tell you exactly what i did but that's when the doors closed they didn't want to hear it wow wow crazy so just so i know and everybody listening to you, rheumatoid arthritis as far as conventional medicine is concerned there is no healing to that there's no cure to that is that correct then that's correct. And I do want to also say that I'm not anti-medicine um, mm-hmm. or anti-doctor. I actually have a very good relationship with the doctor that diagnosed me mm-hmm. or, or that not diagnosed me, that called me a medical miracle. Um, she still comes to my class and we, we, she is my doctor. Um, but I also, you know, have to say that they're there, they are there with their limits and there are possibilities that extend far past what they say can Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Wow. And so when you talked about, so diet, I mean, that, that makes sense. I'm glad you shared that. Um, when you talked about really focusing on your higher self and that greater part of you, was this a path you were already on, Josette? Was this something you were already studying or diving into or tell me more about that? Yeah, it's interesting. I think some of us, yes, I was, I was always, sorry, I was always intrigued by the spiritual side of things. Mm. My, uh, my family is Catholic. I was raised devout Catholic. Um, when I got to college, I decided to study uh, Buddhism and Eastern uh, mystic religions. I thought that uh, I even studied uh, the Quran for a while. It was always fascinating to me to find these faiths um, and also the thousands and thousands and thousands of years that people died for their faith, that people had miracles happen, you know, um, all of that. So yeah, it was definitely an interest of mine. Um, but I didn't know it was going to be tested or that I was going to need it so much, but Mm -hmm. yes, it was definitely, I was on that path. I was definitely more of a bookworm in terms of, you know, Ooh, that's interesting. I wonder what's possible kind of a thing. Hmm. Fascinating. Fascinating. So as you started to dive, I don't know if you started to dive deeper into it, but what are some of the things? Cause I think that there's people listening that say, you know, I'm, I'm on that path. I'm doing it. Um, I think sometimes because we want it now, how do I speed it up? You know, I want to see some miracles in my life. <laughs> um, what are, what are some of the things that maybe you were engaging in or doing to help with that? The biggest thing for me was surrender. The hmm. biggest thing for me was trust. Trusting in yourself, trusting that, okay, first of all, it's one thing to say that there is a higher self. There's one thing to say that there's something deeper, you know, that you can drink from a deeper well. Um, Application of the theory is a little bit more challenging and it involves uh, letting go of who you used to be. It involves um, the willingness to change, the willingness to 
kind of close the door behind you and open the window in front of you. Uh, I also had to let everyone off the hook um, in terms of the blame game, bitterness, anger. Part of my healing process was saying, no one is responsible for my journey but me. Mm. And um, when you're, you know, mom's off the hook, my husband's off the hook, everybody was off the hook. And I started from scratch there. So I would definitely say taking responsibility, pulling your energy back to yourself. Mm-hmm. Um, and surrender was a big deal. Surrendering to having some faith in yourself and trusting yourself. Hmm. Hmm. I, I know that practice is um, easier said than done. That's for sure. I think it's one of the great challenges. It's something I'm working lots on in my own life. Is- I, I'm still working on it and I'm, you know, <clears throat> thank goodness I'm already healed, but it's a, it's a daily, it's a daily process to, to kind of go, wait a second, I got to let go, you know, yeah. because you feel that tug, yeah. you know, you're not in the flow. Yeah. I, th- I think so much we often just, we want to control everything too. And uh, it's got to happen the way I think it's going to happen. It's going to happen on my timeline and, <laughs> and, and so much of that. I think that's part of the great challenge, at least in my own life is, is exactly that is, Hey, this isn't happening the way I thought it was supposed to, or the speed I thought it was supposed to. And, and it's like, you talk about the minute we're out of flow, then we're trying to force it. And uh, force is not a very effective strategy. That's for sure. <laughs> oh, and there is a deep humility in letting go. You know, you, you also have to lose your ego to do that. You have to go, okay, I got to let it all go. You have to free fall. And it's, <clears throat> excuse me, it's in that free falling that the miracles happen because then, then you learn how to fly, right? And then it's, you realize that <clears throat> there is something greater at work and it isn't about ego and it's within all of us and that everybody has, you know, that possibility. I don't know if I w- kind of went off on a tangent there, but, you know, that's it. It's, it's once you can surrender, that's where the, that's where the good stuff is. Hmm. Can you talk more about when you said you had to let go of who you used to be? Can you expand on that? Yeah, because I think we have set ideas. And again, this involves ego where you have an idea of who you are, who you think you are and who you're meant to be. Mm. And perhaps some of that may be true. And some of that may be, you know, your dreams and your desires and the trajectory of where you're going. But what I found, um, what I found in my journey was that when I let go of who I thought I was and I opened up to the possibility of who I could be, hmm. I didn't know. I never had any plans on teaching fitness or Zumba ever in my hmm. life, ever. It was never on the board. But as it turned out, I had to be open to that and to the universe kind of giving that to me so that I can fulfill this destiny. So mm. that's what I mean. You have to be open to this limitless possibility of what could be. And normally, at least my my feeling and what I see in other people is usually better than what you think it is. Mm. You know, it's mm. usually better than what you've contrived in your own mind. It's 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 better and more mystical and magical and serendipitous than than what you could contrive in your own mind. Yeah. Yeah. I think we all have examples in our life of where we wanted something to happen in a certain way and it didn't, right? Either it didn't or didn't happen the way we thought it would. But then when you can look back on it in hindsight, it was always for your highest good. 
we were in the middle of, um, uh, we, where we bought a property and my wife was going to open up a wedding venue business on it. And to make a long story short, it, it just didn't work out. It didn't work out the way that we wanted to. But what's been fascinating is watching over the last few months is what that's actually led to in other areas that had that have gone through wouldn't have allowed her to experience some of the growth that she's having right now. And it's, I, I know we all have stories like that of where that, uh, that higher part of us, that guiding force that we couldn't see it, but then something greater came in store for us. Um, that is when you go. And, and I love that because that's when you get to practice at it, that when crap happens, you go, yes, mm. <laughs> because that's just the universe saying, hang on, I got something better for you and mm. you can't see it now. And it's also pushing us to practice that surrender. I, it happens often in my life. And my husband is just starting to get to the point where he's like, okay, I'm in total chaos and I can't see my own feet in front of me, but this is awesome. <laughs> wow. Yeah. That's a phenomenal belief system to develop right there. Oh. And in the middle of it. Wonderful. Wonderful. Great things are coming. That's it. Yeah. And that yeah. speeds the process up though. Right. That's where, you know, if people want to ask, how do I get momentum on manifesting or any of that? It's the constant surrender. It's the constant going, it's all right. I've survived 100% of everything that's been thrown at me and I will continue to do so as long as I come from taking my cues from that deeper place. The cues have to come from the deeper place, the higher self, the, the intention, the why, why am I here? Why am I doing this? What is my purpose? You know, and, and like you and I talked about originally for most people, the purpose is to make a lot of money, have a beautiful mm. house and live this great life, which is great. I mean, I'm totally about right living, which is what I call it because there is an intrinsic value in all of our gifts that should be earning the amount of money that we feel or even more. Um, but beyond that, there's a purpose. And I think a lot of it, like what you're doing is to just, um, embody who we are so that others can say, Hey, wait a minute, I can do that. And I don't need to suffer this. I can, I can also elevate my life to a new level. Mm -hmm. That's really awesome. Really awesome. Actually, I'm curious. So you had no plans to teach Zumba. And uh, obviously it was a gift that you didn't know of that, that ended up being, you know, amazing for you, which is incredible. So what, what do you think for people that uh, are listening? Cause I know that uh, a lot of us in life, we feel that perhaps they're, they're doing whatever they're doing career-wise, work-wise, because they feel they should when it's maybe not what they truly want to do, or maybe they don't even know what they truly want to do. So what advice would you give to people in discovering something that, maybe you don't even know. Yeah. You know, it's hard because I, I, my brother um, is a great example. He's in his mid fifties and he's still not sure exactly what he's, his purpose is, what he's mm. here to do. Mm-hmm. Um, and everybody is different. So I would say, number one, you do have gifts that are given to you mm. and the way to find what you love and what you should be doing is find things that make you super happy and blissful. I love to dance and love to dance. When I'm dancing, I get into my zone. I'm out of my head. I don't think about anything. 
I'm just on another level. I'm, I'm, I go interdimensional. I'm, I'm in another space and it makes me super happy. And now, or at least for the last 10 years, I get to do that and earn a living doing it. So I don't go to work. I haven't gone to work in years um, Mm. because I love what I do. Mm -hmm. And I think that um, if people just follow the trajectory of joy, that's your next right step. If it makes you super happy, but it's, it's also a shift in, in, in mindset and a shift in trust. You have to trust, you have to trust that that joy means something that it's there for a reason that it's not just happenstance that you, some things make you happy. Um, You have to trust in that joy and trust that that step one in front of the other following that joy is going to lead you to a better place. That's awesome. I think that's so great. One of, uh, one of my great mentors, Bob Proctor, he talks about the idea of psychic income and uh, how often we want, you know, we're chasing physical income, we're chasing dollars, but psychic income is where you're, you really are. You're doing something that you love. And as you said, it goes out if you're, if it's that, I mean, you're not working, you know, you haven't worked in the last decade at all because it's been following, as you mentioned, the trajectory of your joy. So I think that's so great. And I think for everybody listening to that, Whatever it is for you, if you're at that job you really don't like and you're wanting to make a change or whatever it might be is, I mean, you can start small. That doesn't mean you have to drop everything tomorrow and do it, but start, start it on the side. Start, you know, get, get your feet wet, start getting into it. And, and that is where the momentum picks up as well. Mm. Um, yeah. Just to, to kind of tag onto what you were saying it's, you know, for me, it was just an hour twice a week where I danced and oh, that really? hour. Yeah. That hour. Well, I mean, it was, it was, it was amusing that I was even teaching dance because I couldn't move. <laughs> so I was like doing this and thinking <laughs> I was really cool, but somehow it helped me with my healing. And I think it was because I found joy yeah. on such a deep level. But um, my experience with people is that if they do dip their feet in, if they get their feet wet, that, that, that shifts, it shifts and little by little by little, it brings momentum. And, and I mean, it's, it's crazy to say, you just have to be happy people. You just have to find something that lights you up and makes you happy. And eventually rent's going to be paid. And not only is rent going to be paid, but you're going to have more abundance than you ever thought possible. You just have to, I think that the universe demands of us to trust, to find that footing where you are trusting in the unknown. Hmm. That's so good. So good. So uh, let's talk about some of the obstacles. So I know we were talking beforehand, before we started recording about uh, just creating a life you love. And obviously we're talking a lot of that right now. What do you find are some of the primary obstacles in terms of resistance people are putting up to allowing more good in their lives? I think everybody's got their own set of, uh, of, yeah, resistance is a good word. For Mm -hmm. me personally, financial resistance is always difficult. Mm -hmm. I have friends of mine that have no problem with that. They never have a problem with the flow of money. Mm -hmm. Um, I'm getting there. Mm -hmm. I, I'm, literally lived very abundantly, but then my taste got really expensive. (laughs) Like, Hmm, how many Teslas can I, you know, and then just go, well, (laughs) wait a second. Um, 
so I think financial, um, for me, people, you know, there's always naysayers out there that mm. will try and pull you away from that path. And I, mm-hmm. I say, quiet everybody down, block everyone out. I had to do that when, when, when I was really sick and mm-hmm. I was really sick for a while, everybody, and they were beautifully intended said, you know, just do what the doctors are telling you to do. Why are you suffering? Why are you, I didn't know I was going to heal. I didn't know I was, I knew none of that. That's where the faith comes in. Hmm. I was in a lot of pain and I was just putting one foot in front of the other towards joy. So Hmm. I think the obstacles for me, probably the biggest one is doubt. Hmm. Doubt is doubt and fear. Those are the two biggest obstacles. Yeah. that are for me continue to try and creep in, but now I'm, I'm pretty good at just going, okay. Yeah. I see you. I know what you're doing and I have honestly no room for you. Yeah. And I think that's so great. I know we were talking earlier too. You had mentioned the idea. There's a lot more to life than what we've been taught. And so much of, I think the fear and doubt that we have is just that it's, you know, these were, ideas that aren't serving us that, uh, well, you, you can't make money doing what you love, or, you know, you have to work really hard to get this or whatever it might be. And all these, this misinformation that's just in financially, obviously, but there's so many, so many other things. Um, you know, I'll believe it when I see it and all, all these things that we've been taught that really aren't the truth, uh, that really aren't. So we, I know we've been talking about them along the way, but what are some of the biggest lessons you've learned that as you've learned, there's a lot more life than what I've been taught. What would you say some of those major lessons are? Well, healing a disease for sure. I mean, that yeah. was the big one once. And then, you know, again, I got it. My class got so popular mm. very quickly. And I had, a. it was interesting. I started with around three people, four people. And then somewhere in 2013, I, went into a class. I was preparing the class. My, my class is in this huge ballroom in Santa Barbara that can fit about 500 people. And I remember I was kind of behind the curtains, putting my playlist together and I came out and there were about 200 people waiting for my class. And I thought, what is going on? But I was still trying to heal a disease. So I knew, and I felt it. I felt like I was just a conduit for energy. (laughs) So I think that I kind of lost my train of thought here. I think that, that, you know, again, um, trusting, trusting Mm -hmm. is where we're going. I kind of lost my train of thought there thinking about that, that time. Sorry. For sure. It's all good. It's all good. Yeah. But you were just talking about some of the lessons you've learned that uh, made you realize. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, I mean, healing disease, definitely um, learning and, and really focusing on my why, you know, whys are, are big lessons because you can, you can chase a rainbow for a while and realize you've spent a lot of time on something that doesn't mean anything. Hmm. So um, pulling my energy back to remembering why I'm here and what I'm doing. So for me, that lesson has my son who is my why, my, my who, what, where, when, and why is my, my, my son and my family, my husband, and my wanting to leave a legacy of 
faith and happiness and joy for people. Um, that's kind of the lessons is making sure I'm, I'm living what I came here to live. It's beautiful. I love it. You, you made me think of something when you said really focusing on your why, um, that there's the why behind why am I doing what I'm doing? But I think we also come at times that important question, which I think is what you went through is we start to ask ourselves, well, why am I actually doing this? So there's the why, the purpose behind it all, but then also a powerful question of looking at different areas of our life. Why do I do this in this area? Why am I actually doing it? And I've found that that has been one of the greatest things for growth is to look at, to stop and ask ourselves, why, why am I that way? Right. And I think it allows us to, I don't know your thoughts on, but I think it allows us to, to start to look at again, this idea that we're so much more than what we've been programmed to believe. We're so much more. You don't have to keep doing things the way you've always done them. You don't have to keep being the way, the way that you've been up to this point. I mean, you're unlimited. You can do whatever you want. That's the beautiful thing about us. And there it is right there. We're unlimited. Yeah, mm -hmm. we're unlimited. I mean, and, and people just let that sit in for a few years, you know, <laughs> you can really, because I think it's hard for me. It was hard to, you know, first understand that there's more, a lot more than right. what we're taught. There's right. a lot more. I mean, that sitting with that for a while is also, you know, there's, you, you have to respect the process of what you go through and people will all do it in their own time. Um, but yeah, the, the programming is huge. We are programmed from a very young age to fit into these little ideas of what we should be. And it seems to mostly be false and fake and phony. And mm -hmm. the realization of that I think, again, that's why you are so popular doing what you're doing. And perhaps it's why my class is popular because people are seeing a second, you know, if she can heal a disease, why can't I heal a disease? And if we can all heal disease and that's intrinsic in our nature, then what are we doing? Like, why are we even spending time suffering? And, and mm. if he can make millions of dollars doing what he loves to do, why can't I do that? So I think we're becoming... You know, we're all little lighthouses for other people to get sparked up and lit up and, and hmm. hopefully creating a world where people are just happy with the lives they're creating. I, yeah, such a great point. Such a great point. And I think that too, everybody, that's a great reminder. If you're not feeling that way, remember that. If Josette can heal herself, why couldn't you? If somebody else can do it, why couldn't you? I mean, at the core, we're all the same. We're all individual, but yet we're all the same in terms of our power, in terms of who we, who we are. And we all have access to the same stuff. So it, uh, it's so good. I, I want to hear, we talked briefly about this, but I, I love the conversation we were having beforehand too, about really starting to speak with our kids about a lot of these ideas and perhaps, you know, talking more about spirituality with them. It was, for me, it wasn't a conversation growing up. I mean, we didn't really discuss it. It just wasn't something in our household. And um, as I've grown spiritually myself and developed more of that, it's been fascinating talking with, with my kids about it and hearing some of the answers. So what, what would you say in terms of how do we develop some more of these conversations with our kids and perhaps help teach them, but also learn from them too? For sure. Learning from them and being listening is a, has become for me one of the the best things. I mean, I my brother who is 
obviously my son's uncle, will call my son now on his phone and just get a morning dose of what do you think about the world today? And my son will have this perspective of it's a beautiful, amazing day of opportunity. And I think the starting the conversation and, and opening the door means being brave enough to show your kids that it's okay and it's normal and it's mm. important. Um, in our home, we talk about drinking from a deeper well that, mm. that we, we seek to find information that serves all of us. Obviously Tomas grew my son, Tomas grew up with his mom, heal the disease, medical miracle. My husband is a, an Argentine polo player. So we're not the typical family. Um, you know, dad runs off and plays with horses all day long and makes full <laughs> income and, and I dance. So my son has definitely seen a different world than most of his friends. Um, but opening up the conversation and really listening, because as you and I talked about, the kids now come in with a whole other set of, of knowledge and wisdom and um, information that I didn't have as a kid and, mm. or I don't remember having. So I think sitting down and listening, asking questions, what do you think? What's your opinion on this? What are your thoughts on this? And it doesn't have to be super deep, but mm -hmm. it can be, you know, just starting the conversation. Mm. Yeah. I think that's so good. I think that uh, more than ever, we need to be doing that because the reality is for most of the rest of the world, that's not happening for them. And a lot of the outside influences aren't that. So I think what happens for, this is my own belief, but for a lot of us is we start out like that, where we're so curious, we're so open to downloads, open to the flow. And then because of conditioning and programming, all the stuff that we go through and uh, the way often, uh, uh, I would say a giant cultural paradigm of our society is, is that to favor logic versus intuition. Um, so it's been fun. It's been great noticing it with, uh, with asking, asking our girls. And wouldn't it be cool to be part of raising, and there's a lot of us parents out there that are raising the kids outside of that paradigm, outside mm. of those limits, because, um, you know, Tomas is, my son is super popular because he's, he's the kid that says, let's go whittle a magic wand and let's go out in nature and see what we can get from, from, from the earth. And, you know, most of the kids his age, they're 13, 14. They're like, yeah, we're too cool. He doesn't have any of that. Because he's drinking from a deeper well. And I think that those are the kids that will be the leaders in the future because they're the, the other kids um, whose parents aren't having this discussion yet. And there's always the opportunity, but they're living in a, in a narrow tunnel, you know, of just what is being spoon fed to them of what is possible. And again, when you're living limitless and you're teaching your kids that they can live limitless, mm. Yeah. So amazing. Uh, Josette, where can people connect with you more? Where's the best place for them to find you? I'm on Instagram and my website. So Instagram is easy. Josette Kasik is my handle and um, my website is the same. Okay. Uh, it's actually Josette T because Josette Kasik is a little hard to type. So it's just Josette and then the letter T.com. Okay. 
Um, and I'm there. They can reach out to me. I've got some courses on there. My classes are pre-recorded uh, and they can get them if they feel like dancing with me or um, just reach out. I'd love to talk to people. Amazing. And I will put in the show notes, everybody, but Kasik is T-K-A-C-I-K. So just uh, when you're looking for, make sure you spell it properly. We'll have it in the show notes too. So uh, Josette, just in closing, we've talked about a lot of great stuff and lots of uh, amazing things that I think, as you put it, uh, helping people drink from a deeper well. And I've never heard that term before. I love it. I think it's powerful. What would you say in closing in terms of overall, you've you know created a beautiful life, you've healed yourself from what most would say was an unhealable disease. And if you were to leave our listeners and viewers with one thing that perhaps we haven't talked about that could help them impact the quality of their lives, which is why I think all of them are listening, what would you want to leave them with? I would continue to say you're here for a reason. Mm. Your gifts are extraordinary. We are all divine sparks and we all have the capability of creating extraordinary lives. And I think that now more than ever is the time for us to step into it for sure. Incredible. How perfect is that? Uh, those of you that are just listening, while Josette was saying that, a butterfly just flew right in front of her. Those of you who are watching, you'll have seen it, but literally while she was saying that. So we know there's some truth right there being spoken, everybody. <laughs> you can't plan that. <laughs> no, you can't. That's for sure. Well, Josette, thanks so much for the time. This has been awesome. Everybody listening, thanks for tuning in with us. As always, make sure to tag Josette, tag myself, share this with friends of yours. And I really believe this is that we're in the middle of a transition on our planet here where more and more people are waking up to more of who they really are. And perhaps if this is kind of more your first exposure to something like this, I hope you'll take a much deeper dive connect with Josette, connect with me. We'd love to chat with you more. Thanks for being with us, everyone. We'll see you soon. Bye. Bye.